The Chef Naz Podcast begins now. You're listening to the Shep Nest Podcast, the podcast by Shepherd Church. Everything we do here is to connect our community in a meaningful relationship with Christ. We're expecting great things. My name is Joey. I get to be the host of this podcast, and I'm again joined by Pastor Rob Paul, lead pastor here at Shep Naz. Um, we are talking about his latest sermon. We're going through the armor of God, and each day this week, we've picked a different piece of the armor to talk about and how it translates to your life and my life as we walk in this faith. And today, we are going to, to finish with the sword of the Spirit. Ephesians 6, starting at chapter, uh, Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10, uh, begins this dialogue of the armor of God. This is what it says. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after everything, you've done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we're talking about the sword of the spirit today, Rob. Yeah, and it's, it's the final a good one. one. Yep, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, yeah, and it's it's very interesting. Um, so when you when you think about a sword or the sword of the spirit, you think of maybe a long sword, mm-hmm, kind of like, like you know, on these sword fight and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, um, or a lightsaber. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a kind of sword. Uh, the Greek word for that is a rom romphia or a gladius, <laughs> and that's that very large sword. The interesting thing about that was that it was single edged, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's another kind of sword that the Roman soldier would carry, and that was a machaira, and it was a short sword that was sharpened on both edges and honed to a very sharp point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this sword made deeper gashes and was more deadly in close combat. So, like if you're in, in hand-to-hand combat, you can't pull out a sword that's like three feet long mm-hmm. and stab somebody with it because you, you got to be three feet away from them to do it. So they had another sword that was a shorter sword, maybe about nine inches long, Sharper, it was sharp on sharp on both sides, very sharp, and um, it was it was the the primary sword that was used in hand to hand combat. And this sword um, was again designed for close combat. And a soldier, and not to be gross, but a soldier who knew how to use this sword properly could literally pull his enemy's entrails out of his body. Like he could stab and pull his entrails out, and it would be just that fast, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and so, interestingly, when Paul says take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the the Greek word that he used for the sword is makaira, mm-hmm. which is the short two-edged sword, right? That's what that's what he's referring to. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there's different places in the Bible where we see this two-edged uh, sword talked about, um, but it's a, in the New Testament, we see, we find the phrase two-edged, to describe a sword in several places, but it's a kind of an odd word. So, so it literally means the Greek word for two-edged is distomos, and it is literally translated as two-mouthed, right? Mm-hmm. So distomos is a compound word, di meaning two, and stomos meaning mouth. Um, and we see this word used again in Revelation 1.16. It says, in his right hand, Jesus held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. Same thing. 
So the word the, the word that came out of Jesus' mouth was a sharp two-edged sword. Same word for for this two-edged sword that a soldier uses okay. as well. So so literally, it says out of his mouth came a sharp two-mouthed sword. Um, that would be the literal translation. But what's interesting is the significance of the use of the word two mouth. When when God first spoke his word, right, in Genesis chapter one and any other place he spoke, uh, it came, it came, God, when God first spoke his word and it came into being, it came out of one mouth, his mouth. And then God's once time spoken word is powerful enough to accomplish whatever mm-hmm. it was spoken to do. So for example of that, uh, we think of creation. It says in the beginning, God said, let there be light. And God said at one time, it was a one-edged sword. And whatever God said happened, it, w- it came, whatever he spoke came into existence. Mm-hmm. All through the Old Testament, when God spoke, whatever he said came into existence, right? So his one-time spoken word is powerful enough to accomplish whatever it was spoken today to do. Um, but when the same already spoken word of God is spoken by his people, meaning that it comes out a second time, so it's two mouth, it goes into the spiritual realm to accomplish whatever it is that it was spoken to do. So, so what happens is when, when the already spoken word of God rises up from us in our spirit because we've studied it, meditated on it, memorized it, and applied it to our life, and we're prompted by the Holy Spirit, and then we speak the word of God in spiritual battle, it becomes this second edge is added to the sword of the spirit, and it becomes lethal to the mm. enemy. So, so when you're in the middle of a spiritual battle and you have studied the word of God and God's like, here's how you fight this battle. You apply this scripture. We speak it. We're speaking it the second time because it was already spoken by God because it's in the word, right? Mm -hmm. So then we speak it the second time. It literally becomes this two-edged sword and it's lethal to the enemy. And like a Roman soldier could pull the guts out of a person. It just, it defeats the enemy. It does, it, it, it defeats him immediately. And so this is, again, why it's so important for us uh, as believers to, to know the Word of God. Yeah. Because when, we are in do, when we're doing battle, uh, we need to use the Word of God. Think about this. When Jesus was being tempted, um, Jesus was being tempted, and he was uh, getting ready to go out. And he was out in the wilderness, right? He'd been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. The devil comes to him and tempts him and says, you know, if you're the Son of God, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And what are the first words that Jesus spoke? Scripture, it, it is written. written. Mm-hmm. It is written, right? It was the second time. So Jesus was quoting what, G, what God had already said. So the second time he said it, it defeated the enemy. It was a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Bam, just stabbed him. He couldn't do anything about it. Three times. Every time that the enemy came to him with a temptation, yep. Jesus' response was, it is written. And, yep. and when he, you know, he's, what he's talking about, this written word of God, is the logos, right? which we talked about in, I think, day one of this uh, yep. series. Uh, and so, so the the written word of God is so valuable and so important to us. So we speak the logos, but we also can speak that that rhema word, where the Holy Spirit speaks to us in a timely and specific manner. And when we speak that word, it yeah. also becomes a sword in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. So literally, when we're speaking the word of God, we're not making it up. Mm-hmm. We're speaking the word of God. We're using Scripture to fight our battles. We're, we're wielding a two-edged sword in the spiritual realm, one that the enemy doesn't have, have a defense against and one that he can't, one that, that is offensive. And interestingly enough, when we talk about all this, this, um, the, the, the 
armor. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> even though we've yeah. been talking about it for five days. Uh, <laughs> when they talk about the armor, all of the other pieces of armor are defensive in nature, right? Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're designed to defend us from mm-hmm. attacks of the enemy. The sword of the spirit, the word of God, is the only offensive weapon yeah. that we have to advance the kingdom of God, to stop the assaults of the enemy. It's not just a defense, it's an, and it's an well, offensive weapon. And that's the thing that um, was really been working in me through this is that's how I've always heard the armor of God taught. But the word really is both. It's the defense because that's everything we talked about up to this point. It's connected was to the, the word. It was all about the word. Yeah. It is not only the defense and every piece of it. It mm-hmm. is also the only offense right. that we have. The first Tuesday of each month, we meet for prayer in a service we call Ignite. The next Ignite is June 6 at 6.30 p.m. Join us to seek God's guidance for our church, our community, our country, and our families. The other thing that's interesting to think about this armor is that all of it was facing the front of the soldier. Yeah. A, a Roman soldier was never taught to retreat. Never. Never would mm-hmm. he retreat because when he, and there was no armor on his back. Yeah. So if, turned if around, you was... want to have some protection, you have to be facing the mm-hmm. enemy. Um, so I thought that that was really interesting too. But yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's all connected to the word. Yeah. But the word, when we speak it out of our mouth, it becomes a two edged sword because it was already spoken by God, then spoken by us in the spiritual realm, and it becomes that makaira that 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 dangerous sword that can do mm-hmm. do harm at short hand to hand combat. And mm-hmm. that's that's what we're in. That's what Paul is saying. We're in a struggle. Mm-hmm. We're we're fighting against not flesh and blood, but but principalities and powers, and we're in a hand-to-hand combat with them, and speaking the word of God is the same thing as a Roman soldier pulling out that knife and stabbing it into their enemy, mm-hmm. and that's when, when we speak the word of God, we're, st- we're literally stabbing the enemy. So so I think a couple of things I just wanted to cover before we go is, is how, how can we use this, the sword of the spirit, yeah. right? How do we do that? How do we do it? And the first thing is that we, we have to store the word of God in our heart. Mm-hmm. Um, David said, I've thought much about your words and stored them in my heart so that they would hold me that they would hold me back from sin. And so we have to, we have to store God's word in our heart, which means we got to read it or listen to it, uh, memorize it, meditate it, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things, whatever we got to do, study it. Um, those are important things for us to do on a regular basis. And so yeah. it's not just about literally like, oh, you should read your Bible because you're a Christian. You should read your Bible because you need it to survive yeah. in spiritual warfare, right? Yeah. So we need to study it. And then we need to, uh, uh, we need to speak the word of God to wield the spirit. And this is this is important. When when Jesus spoke the word of God, he always spoke it out loud. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't he didn't fight the devil silently. He didn't think it is written. He, the conversations didn't occur in his head. They occurred out loud. And so literally for us to for for us to make the word of God powerful and effective, it needs to be spoken. It needs to be spoken out loud. And so when we're when we're when we're in spiritual warfare, we need to speak it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus spoke it out loud. We should spoke it out loud. There are also a couple of things I think are really interesting. Is that Jesus already had the word ready in his heart and mind when the spiritual war came. Yeah, like he he wasn't like flipping through the Bible like oh crud what does it say? He's like no no I already, I already know what it says. It, it says this mm-hmm. it is written this right. And, and he always declared the word out loud in order to fight the devil's attack. Uh, he didn't think these things. He declared these things. He, this is what makes the word become living and active when we speak it. That's in Hebrews 4.12. 
the word of God is living and speaking the word brings it to life. Mm-hmm. And then notice the power of the spoken word. Uh, as soon as Jesus spoke the word of God, the attack ended. Like every time the enemy yeah. was said, well, if you're, if you're really the son of God, you can do this. And then Jesus goes, no, it is written. And then it was over. Yep. There was no more. And he tried a different one. Yeah, because... so he would come again. Yeah. But then Jesus said it was written yep. three times. But what happened is that there was no more power in that lie. Yeah. Because Jesus spoke the truth and he literally took the sword, stabbed the enemy and says, try again. You know, he can't do that. And this is how we can fight spiritual battle. When the enemy comes to us and lies to us, tries to deceive us, tries to do whatever it is he's trying to do to us, we can say, no, 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 it is written, bam, and, mm-hmm. and stab him. And, and when, when, we, when we bring the truth forward, we extinguish the lies of the enemy. Yeah. And, and this is, this is what, we, what we need to do. Um, and, and I think one other thing that's important to note is that Satan knows Scripture as well, and he yeah. tried to use it against Jesus. Yeah. Knowing, uh, that, knowing that it's our defense and our weapon, yeah. he tried to confuse Jesus. Yeah. Play those mind games again. Yeah. By quoting Scripture as an attack. Yeah. Twisting it just enough. Right. To try yeah. to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Well, that's what he says in Matthew 4, 5, and 6. He says, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. Yeah. He and tried. then he's like, Jesus is like, no, I think <laughs> nice you got try. it wrong. Nice, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that, well, wrap this up when I, I remember, um, I, so I was my freshman year of college. I went to college my, the fall semester and, um, had enough money to pay for the fall semester. And then in between the <laughs> fall semester and the winter semester, the business lady called me into the office. She said, how are you going to pay for uh, your spring semester? And I'm like, that's a great question. I do not know. And so what I ended up doing is joining the Army. <laughs> so I used the GI Bill. But when I was in the Army, um, I was trying to think of an illustration about our, you know, our weapons or whatever. Um, I was issued a weapon. It was an M16. They use something different now. It was an M16 back in the day. And I remember when they first gave it to us, they're like, this is your new best friend. <laughs> this is your best friend. Name it, protect it, love it. It's your lifeline. You carry it everywhere you go. You, you, I, I remember sleeping with it on occasion. We practiced using it. We practiced taking it apart and putting it back together. We did it with our eyes open. We did it with our eyes closed. We did it blindfolded. We did it in the dark. We did it in the rain. We did every, you know, all that kind of stuff. We shot it in the daytime, in the nighttime, on sunny days and rainy days, and even when people were shooting back at us. Uh, we cleaned it every single day, sometimes more than once a day. Um, we had our meals with it. We went to the bathroom with it. Um, it literally became a part of it of us. And if, if you didn't have it, it was kind of like you were missing your right arm or something mm-hmm. like it. Just became, they wanted it to become a part of us. We were better soldiers because our weapon had become a part of us, and this is this is really how it should be with God's word, that, that God's word should become a part of us, yeah. right? It should become a natural expression of who we are and how we think and how we do battle. And it's, it's not that we randomly search for a scripture when we need one or say, hey, Siri, what does the Bible say about this? Because yeah. um, not that you can trust Siri. But what we need to do is we need to get it into our minds, we need to get it into our hearts, and it needs to become a part of us so that when we need the scripture and the enemy attacks us, where it's like the Roman soldier who just reaches down to mm-hmm. his side and he pulls it out and he begins to use it. It's natural to use it and apply it to a situation. And so the best way for us to make the word of God a part of us is to let it get in us and do its work in us. And so uh, I just want to encourage you, and I know we've said this multiple times um, throughout these last five days that we've been talking about the word, 
but it is our lifeline. I mean, it is everything. It's connected to every piece of armor uh, that we have in in terms of our defense, but it's also our offensive weapon. Mm -hmm. And it's the only thing that the enemy can't overcome. And so we need to get into it. And so if you have a plan for reading the Bible, keep at it. If you don't have one and you want one, you can email us at podcast at shepnaz.org. We'd be happy to provide one or, yep. or find one. You go to the a U version. There's all kinds of reading uh, uh, things on there. They're, they're everywhere. There's all kinds of things to do. And we just need to get Still on it. in it. Uh, speaking of Siri. I think you said, hey, I think Siri. I said Siri and Siri started talking. Yeah. So shush up, Siri. Please try again later. Stop, Siri. <laughs> All right. So, yes, Siri. Our geez. super professional pro- podcast. Right yeah. <laughs> All right. Note to self, don't say, hey, Siri, again in the podcast. We're good. Safe. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. And one other thing I just want to say, that we did a whole series, um, like eight or nine weeks on the armor of God mm-hmm. um, a few years ago, and it's called Armed and Dangerous. Yeah. And I think you can find that on... Uh, our archives and we're also our services. Put it in the show notes, and it'll be in the show notes because we have show notes because yeah. we're cool. And that, when we say we're going to put it in, we mean Joe's yeah. going to put it in because Joe's cool. Yeah the the brains behind this jo- operation. We have Joe cool. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have a podcast. This thing would not happen. So. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for our episode today. It's going to wrap it up for a week looking at the armor of God, and just want to reiterate. The word of God is the armor that you have. It is the defense. It is the offense. It is everything. Get into it. If you have any questions or comments, you want to know more about it, or like Pastor Rob said, if you're looking for a way to get into your Bible, you can email us, podcast at shepnaz.org. You can find out more what's happening at Shepherd through our website, of course, through our social media pages and the app. And please like, subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, and let them know what it's doing in your life and what it could do for them. For Pastor Rob, I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.